Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Let's start with Galatians this morning. Let's start with Galatians this morning. Um, I just I just want us to read the scripture and then we're going to go into the body of our family meeting this morning. And if you've not been, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, um, we started a series like, um, I think a month ago, One Big Family. And um, I, I think I have like one more, one more um, topic, which is next week, before we go into the big interactive meeting. Um, one more topic next week. And, um, I, you know, I had to pray to God, and Lord, these two topics, for somebody has to, see something the book of galatians the book of galatians um where do we start from galatians chapter 4 let's start from verse 4 galatians 4 starting from verse 4 and the bible says but when the fullness of time was come when the fullness of time was come god sent forth his son you know you know one of the things i love about what we're going to be talking about today you know i just told you about the timing with god but once the timing gets there, God is not going to, as long as the timing is right, God is not going to come and say, oh, what I said before this time, I've changed my mind. God doesn't do that. The Bible says when, when the fullness of time is come, God sent forth a son made of a woman. <laughs> oh, God Almighty. Oh, the Bible is deep. The Bible said made of a woman, made under the law, made of a woman. Okay. Please, you need to point out that you need to underline. I'm, what I'm saying is critical. Uh, if you have a Bible there, underline that made of a woman because there's a reason why I'm pointing it out for this for this teaching, so that you don't think because you were every uh, obviously everybody listening to me today was made <laughs> by a woman somewhere. Apologies to the men um, <laughs> if uh, I'm not calling you out in this in this teaching, but there's a reason why I'm saying this because the Spirit of the Lord. Um, has been has been opening up opening thoughts to me you know but let me as i said i don't want to go into that but if i'm led to talk about it so be it the bible says even verse 4 but when the fullness of time come god sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law to redeem them that were under the law don't forget where we're coming from god sent forth the son made of a woman you know you it's, it's quite striking how that Paul here is writing to the Galatians church and is giving certain information. All before now, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Jesus would always talk so much about his father and all of that. We saw how Mary came into the picture. Don't forget, we all saw how Mary came into the picture, how God needed a womb. When you know the whole story, God blessed that thou amongst women and all of that. But in, in Galatians 4, recently I have been seeing god in another light and how that the truth about it is there is nobody in the world today made of a woman that would have any excuse that god was not being fair to me hear me very well there is nobody in the world today made of a woman that when the rapture comes or the trumpet blows and we get to the final staying one-on-one before god nobody would have an excuse to say God was not sufficient for me or God never made a way for me. Why? Because everybody was made by a woman. What we're talking about in this dispensation of the gathering, uh, sorry, in this dispensation of one big family is to understand that God made provisions for everybody made of a woman. 
And if you're hearing this preacher today, I don't know where you... Well, I believe that's why I said everybody under the sound of my voice definitely was made by a woman. Now, what is, what, what is Paul saying here? God sent for the son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. To redeem them that were under the law. So something was uniform. Now, where are we going to? Verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law, that they might receive the adoption of sons. Verse 6. And because he has sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son. Because he has sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his sons into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the illumination of your word to give light. And I decree in the name of Jesus, strength being increased. I decree in the name of Jesus this morning as we share your word. I pray that in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will do much more through the power of, of, of the written and the spoken word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone listening says, Amen. Amen. What we're talking about this morning, you know, last week we talked about cut, cut from the same cloth. And um, I really, I really, 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 really was hoping maybe I was going to do a part B. Because even after last week's teachings, trust me, I kept, you know, I think I listened to the recordings and I was like, wow. I kept, you know, it was more like words started flowing in. But something we're talking about this morning, I call it the adoption of sons. <laughs> the adoption of sons. The adoption of sons. Um, to just go straight into what we're talking about, everybody here definitely um, um, has been given birth to by a woman. If you're listening to me, nobody drop. I don't know. Forget what science says. Forget what. Um, um, I, I personally, I don't believe in the whole atomic bomb or the, the whole explosion. What is that funny thing that they said? Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that there was a loud bound, and all of a sudden the particles came together and human beings were formed. I don't, I don't, I don't personally believe in that. I have seen explosions before. For example, some of us were back, I think back in, in, in Lagos, Nigeria, then there was an explosion. They called it the Ikeja Cantonment Explosion. I remember then I was in school when the cantonment exploded. I didn't see anybody being formed. I saw grass broken. I saw buildings falling down. <laughs> Nobody was being formed. And to the best of my knowledge, I've never been close to a war zone before. But I, I've at least I, recently they celebrated 9/11. Um, Quite unfortunate incident, you know. I, and I was trying to look through the, the Fox News, Al Jazeera, CNN. Every one of them were replaying it. And every time you see an explosion, whether it is in the news and pressing, I don't see people being formed. You understand? What I see is things getting disrupted, things getting scattered. You cannot tell me that God needed to reproduce or create folks and all of a sudden he lets uh, the nuclear explosion. The same way when you study um, uh, Hiroshima, the nuclear explosion and all of that, it was a lot. So I don't really um, believe in that school of thought, the whole Big Bang theory. But that's not my, my, my goal this morning. My goal is to make first everybody listening to me to understand that God permitted it such that everybody that would be in the world today came from a woman and that's the way he has designed it i don't i don't have any issues about that it's the way god has designed it that's why the bible calls him or her the womb 
man. That's pretty much what it means to be a woman. The womb man. It's that simple. Let's not over complicate anything. The woman as well is a man, you know, because the Bible says he was cre she was created out of the uh, out of the Adam, because the Bible says uh, God made him to sleep, then took a rib and from that created and. Adam was like, hey, this is the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh. But the only trick that God introduced in creating a woman is pretty much simple. She he added a womb because without a womb, you cannot incubate, you cannot do all of that, which my goal this morning is not to go to science. I'm sure, hey, your biology teacher must have done a good job, you know, of your science teacher for those of us who had a good science knowledge. But one thing I saw here is the fact that um, yes, God permitted it such that every person on the earth, whether you are male or female, definitely would have come through a woman, not through the Bing Bang theory, not through um, whatever means any other person wants to say. But one thing about the beauty of God is such that according to what we read in Galatians in four, in Galatians is four here, the Bible says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. You know, a lot of times you can read the scriptures and you will miss certain things, which I believe that's why we have the Holy Spirit to teach us, to make us um, as the church to be sound. Because, listen, you would have read a lot of things about Christ, which I said in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, beautiful things. But look at what God is trying to say here. You know, you know, during the announcement, you know, she said something which I know I always say, that at times I had to grow to that part of working with God. In the things God is saying, listen to what he has not said. That's how you have a better understanding of what he just said. You know, you might listen to that in the recap. It will make sense in another few weeks. You know, I, I just I just feel my help coming. The Bible says here, verse 4, But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. But now he puts in a clause here. He says, made of a woman. The first question you would ask yourself of this is, Okay, why is God putting this is in this context? You know, Jesus a lot of times he honored his mom is the, the the one who gave him flesh and all of that but all through matthew mark luke john he talked so much so much about his father to the point whereby you will have thought you know the mother never existed and that's mary now but the truth about it is god is trying to print a picture god is trying to create a picture how that yes if he chose a medium in which his creations would be multiplied through and that's where the woman came in but one thing Galatians showed to us, thank God for the, the grace that was upon the life of, of Paul. He says, God sent forth his son, making you understand that here this time around, he's not talking about just the child. God called him a son. And now he said, but the son made of a woman, made under the law. Made of a woman is one equation. Made under the law is another equation. But that does not stop that individual from operating the level of what was the first thing he said? God sent forth his son. Don't, don't, don't. I, I don't want to. I want to teach certain things this morning. And please follow me. The fact that he was made or he was made under the law and other part whereby he was made of a woman. I don't know why Galatians or where Paul really 
put that into context, but I believe it's for a reason. And you wouldn't understand that because uh, you would understand that based on the next information that he gives to us. It is one thing for you to look at yourself in that home and you say, oh, you were uh, made under a woman, uh, made under the law, but it does not negate the fact of the first statement. And what is the first statement? God sent forth his what? Son. Are we all still together? So the part of you still be called the son of God um, does not change even if you were made through a woman. I hope you can understand me. Because this day and age, we've had people say things like, you know, when you say things like you're a child of God. Listen, I have no issues with the earthly parents and all of that. But if you notice, I, I've read scriptures to you. Over and over, what the Bible says, for example, in Peter, when it says, "Being born again, not of the incorruptible, but of the not of the corruptible, but of the incorruptible," to show how that God leaded us to be what born again. Now, if you notice one of the things I said, I said in Galatians four verse four, you would not understand what uh, uh, Galatians four in verse four. Yes, you would not understand what Paul just said in those three words, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Until you read the next part. What are the next part? Verse 5. He said to redeem them that were under the law. So what God started with the first son, made of a woman who was under the law, was such that in verse 5, to redeem them that were under what? The law, praise the Lord. To redeem them, what does it mean to redeem? To to buy back, to um, to restore, to um, um, look up the English word of redeem. It would it, it will bless you. But one of the things I want to point out here is that what he said to redeem them that were under the law. Then he did not stop there, and he said that they might receive, <laughs> that they might receive what the adoption of sons. Praise the Lord. That's why I said God is a master strategist. If you notice here, he did not say that the sons will come to ask God for the adoption of sons. For example, some of us here we might have been privileged to maybe know how the whole adoption scenario works. Like when you when you some people adopt kids maybe because they don't have the resources or the medical um, ability to be able to give birth. Some people also adopt children, maybe because they uh, it doesn't necessarily have they have a medical history. Maybe because they just discovered that when you go to the adoption home, they have a lot of kids and all of that. And but that's not. I'm not here trying to point out the reason why people adopt. But the word adoption itself, because when you adopt a child, before all the laws, legally speaking. The child necessarily ought to take your name, take everything that belongs to you. He can even go as far as calling you father. Now, don't get me wrong. The truth about it is that the truth about it is when you adopt a child, he does not necessarily have to look like you before he can call you father. You understand what I just said? Because um, yeah, you went into the adoption home. You 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 said, hey, I want to adopt this child. You went there. You've checked all of the kids. They're like, oh, this particular child, I want to adopt this this child. And they say, okay, hey, before you can adopt this child, you need to fill all the paperwork, fill everything. The truth about it is the same way it is. Some of us thought adoption was the word um, um, that was created by the motherless babies and the babyless mothers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Adoption is a 
word that God himself was the first person that you, the Bible says, that we might receive, verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law, that they might receive the spirit, that they might receive the adoption of sons. So that means what God is trying to say that, hey, now we have Jesus, which you know the story by Mary. But now there is another person called um, listening to me, your name is whatever your name is, but you are not. <laughs> your mom, in quotes, does not necessarily have to be Mary. I hope you can understand what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be Mary for you to be qualified to be called a son of God. Because the Bible says here, the Bible says in verse 5, to redeem them that are under the law, that they might receive. One thing you also need to check here is this, that it was not we asking. And say, Lord or Dad, come and adopt me. That's what the Bible says in John 3, 16. For God so loved. It was God that saw us. Listen, I'm going somewhere, but please follow me. It was God that saw us the way that we are. That's another thing you need to understand. When you go to a place to adopt a child, you don't go there and say, okay, um, I want a child that has six packs. I want a child that looks tall, dark, and handsome. I want a child that speaks French. I want a child that speaks italian i want a child the truth is if you if you if, if you go i'm sure the adoption home will say hey you're not serious every child here is unique and all of that the same way it is god did not look at various children and say you know what i'm looking for certain qualities no 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 irrespective of whatever qualities that they have God, the Bible says that they might receive the adoption of sons. So that means it was God looking for people in which, if you notice, the Bible says receive. So that means God gave something. I hope you can hear me. Because it is not you. It is a different thing for you to say, hey, I want this and then daddy gives you. No, before you even ask, he said that they might receive. That means there was no questions being asked. And why am I saying that? Let's keep reading. The Bible now says in verse 6, and because ye are sons, all of a sudden now, your title changed from verse 5. Because you have received. And he says, we received it. Verse, where, where did we read in verse 5? To redeem them that were under the Lord, that they might receive the adoption of sons. So that means when a man gives his heart to Christ, it is not just that, hey, you, you stood in front of a place, someone said, hey, recite after me in Romans 10, if a man shall confess with his heart the Lord, with his mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in his heart. Yes, that is profound. But listen, as much as Romans 10 says that, he says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart, the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. But the summary of it, according to what Paul now is writing to the Galatians, is not just that, listen, the Christian today is not just one that is saved, um, knows how to speak in tongues and all of that. But hey, according to heavens, which is what we've been talking about in the whole of this series, the Christian today is one that has received the legal right, the spiritual right, here the two things I just said, both legal and spiritual to be called the son of God. I'm, 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 I'm scratching. I'm going deeper now. By all legal means, as long as you've made those words, those confessions, that's why the Bible says that, hey, in verse 5, to redeem them that are under the law. That means what Christ did through the first pattern. God did not need... Listen, I'm about to say certain things that... I hope the, the women can handle. If you're here listening to me, I'm a woman. It is not, this is not, um, <laughs> this is not me playing down your office as a woman. But let me tell you one of the things that came to my spirit this week. 
Listen, in this day and age, after Christ, God does not need a womb to reproduce anymore. I said it. Yes, I said it. He does not need a womb to reproduce anymore. And listen, if you've never heard that before, that is that should be a good news to you. The same way he doesn't need a womb, he doesn't need a medium. He doesn't need anybody to become a medium before you can be called a child of God. That's why, you know, you should know me by now. I am not so drawn to people who say, hey, you know, people who come and say, hey, I pray in the name of Pastor this and Pastor that. Strike that. God is done with that realm of operating things if god himself listen i have no issue if you notice i said that's why I, I took time to explain the woman in the first place and i'm not here trying to play what women do to reproduce but i'm telling you as a child of god and everybody on the face of the earth there is no medium needed anymore besides what christ has done that's what the bible says to redeem them that are that were under the law that they might receive did you see that? That they might receive. So this time around, if you come around, it is not you going and saying, Oh Lord, I want to be a son of God. No, God did not need us to come to ask him. He only told us, hey, there is a pattern I've laid on the ground for you. When you follow that pattern, listen, you don't need to doubt yourself. When, listen, you know, someone says something, or some, something was said during um, the announcement and you need to understand you i heard that i held it in my spirit i didn't want to talk about it listen at times the devil would want to come and put the thoughts to you and say uh you say you are saved this thing and that thing is not happening in your life yet they want to qualify that to say maybe because you've not built a house at 35 you've not you've not started preaching to a realm whereby the world will know you are anointed and all of that or you've not started matching up to substantive standard listen god did not need a standard before he adopted us God did not put any standard. That's why don't let any devil in hell say, hey, maybe because this thing is not happening in your life yet, then you are not a child of God. Hey, I came here to announce to someone there was nothing put on the table when God let loose the spirit of adoption. And I'm going to show you that very soon. That's what the Bible says. We have received the spirit. The Bible calls it here that we may receive the adoption of sons. God did not check. Listen, some of us were just babies. Babies we didn't even know how to change our diaper when God walked into the room and says, I want to adopt a child. So why did you think now that now because you are not, you you, you don't even know, uh, you know so much. You know, I, I said I'm about to say certain things that are heavy. A lot of the problems with the children of God these days is that we know too much. We know too much. We know too much of everything but ourselves. When the Bible says that, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Look at the next thing that he says in verse in verse 6. He says, because ye are sons. God did not look at you and says, now because you can preach and then the world will move. Listen, any listen by now you 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 know my standard it is not god did not look at all those benchmarks before he can look at you and say hey now son i have adopted you at the same time the fact that you came through a woman does not mean he placed down your sonship realm as um as a son of god because that's why i had to ask myself when i was studying this i think on tuesday i said why is paul saying this 
Why is Paul giving us this information that Jesus, the Son of God, made of a woman? Listen, and when I when I kept reading it, I said, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Listen, if it was the same principle for Christ, child of God listening to me anywhere it is that you are in the world, I don't have any issue with your mom. God bless our spirit, our soul, and our precious womb. But I'm telling you that what makes you a child of God is bigger than what mommy or daddy came together for. What make you, it makes you a child of God. And that's why every time you have that understanding in your mindset, you can keep saying, you know, last week I was sharing certain things with you. And I was saying that, listen, you need to come to that point whereby you say to yourself, I am a child, I am first a child of God. That is what brings the power dimension. The Bible says here in verse 6, he says, and because ye are sons, because ye are sons, not because you know how to speak Hebrew, not because you know how to speak Latin, not because you know how to do any other thing. He says the only reason why God will send his spirit, verse 6, he says, and because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of the son into our what hearts. That what we should cry, Abba Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant. Who is a servant? Who is a servant? A servant, according to this context, is not one that says, because God is the one talking here. Paul is echoing the thoughts of God. The servant, according to this context, is not the one that says, oh, um, let me carry the plate and um, what do you want to eat? Um, okay, can you tip me? Oh, okay, let me wash your clothes and all those things that, well, people who are called servants do, according to all those movies and all those things that we've watched some days ago. But one thing Paul is he's not relating servant in that context. One of the things he's trying to see, and I'm going to explain it to you as well in other scripture. One of the things he's trying to explain, according to this, servants in terms of we have dropped our standards and then we are subjected to the elements of this world. As though we don't know that we are sons of God. We are a servant to our senses, forgetting that we have received the adoption of sons. And what does it mean to be a servant to your senses? Servant to your senses in terms of now you live according to how you feel, not according to who you are. That was what made Jesus different. Jesus knew that he was hungry. It's okay to have that feeling, but he did not operate when he related with the fig tree, with one that is just hungry. As, ah, I'm just hungry. No, he came to a upper realm. Look at yourself and say, "Come to another upper realm." That's why even when he was hungry, he could speak to the fig tree, and men around him that were full were thinking, "This fig tree dried to his roots." When the Bible says in verse seven. It says, wherefore, thou art no more servant. He's trying to make you understand that you are not permitted to be reduced. You are not permitted to be reduced. Listen, he's not talking to everybody here. He's talking to those that have received the adoptions of sons. Now that you are in that category, he says you are not. Listen, I'm giving you the information free of charge. God says we are no more servants. And I've told you, it's not a servant carrying plates and all of that. Listen, you can you can address situation from the sonship realm. You can. You can you, you can operate the dimension from the sonship realm. That's what the Bible says, because he are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of the son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. When that spirit is on the inside of you, there is one word that he says. What he yells are the traits of the father. 
I hope you can hear me. That's why the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you would not want to say uh, when you're having the cold and uh, you say, I have, I have a cold. I think I've addressed that before. You cannot, it's one thing for you to experience and feel it, but don't claim it as yours. Why? Because that's not what the spirit yells. It is for you to open up your mind and say, come, although this thing feels in my body, because I know that I am not of this world. That's what the Bible explains, that you are in this world, but you are not of this world. Because listen, when God adopts a son, it is not such that, for, for example, I told you when a father walks into a place, if earthly father now walks to a place and he adopts a child, yes, the child might have his own traits and you can maybe when you're on close look, they might not even look alike. It's not that way with God. It's not that way with God. When God adopts a child, trust me, everything about that child looks like God. Everything about that child talks like God. That's what the Bible says. We have received the adoptions of sons. And when we received that adoption, God didn't leave us that way. He says he sent forth his spirits. Did you see that? Into our hearts. And the Bible says that spirit, when it's on the inside of you, there is a way the spirit of God talks. And the only way he talks, he talks are the things that yell. He, that's what the Bible says, crying, Abba, Father, speaking on the inside of you. If the Father doesn't talk weakness, child of God, with that adoption of sons, you speak as your dad will speak. You understand how what I'm saying now? You talk the way God will talk. People don't understand that. Listen, when you receive the traits, the nature of God, everything about you matters because everything about God matters. You know, recently I had to, you know, I said to some of you last week, I said some of you think that it's until you have the, the, the bulk of the congregation and all of that in front of you before you can preach the best sermons. I will be honest with you. Some of the best sermons that I've preached are the sermons I've preached to myself. There are times when you, 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 the Bible says, stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. When you stir up that nature, when you stir up that, that sonship realm, it has the way of igniting everything on the inside of you. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Let me show you something in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1. Oh, glory to God. Ephesians 1. I'm still going to come back to another part in Galatians, but let me show you something in Ephesians 1. I'm going to start. It's going to be a long read, but please permit me. I hope I will be able to cover it in the time that we have. Let's start from verse 3. Ephesians 1 from verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed be God. <laughs> blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Jesus. So that means the man in Christ Jesus, you can understand the Bible says blessed. He said he has blessed. And I, I think I've told this before saying the word they're blessed is a past tense. God is not about to bless his sons. He's not that irresponsible. No, he has blessed already. You understand what I'm saying? He has blessed already. Now, let's keep reading. The Bible says, blessed, past tense, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places, according as he has chosen us in him. <laughs> Some of you right now need to run for the door. The Bible says, according as he has chosen us. You want to understand what could... Listen, God pulled a fast one on hell. <laughs> I hope you can hear what I said. God pulled a fast one on the devil. The Bible says, as he has chosen us. Chosen us. So that means, if you notice here, it is not us choosing him, it is us choosing us. And I don't know about you. When God makes a selection about what he wants, no devil in hell takes it out of his hands. 
And I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to a house. I'm not talking to a property. I'm talking about you. That, because when you walk into an adoption home and you say, hey, that child, I love that child. Give me that child. The next thing they tell you is sign the papers. Sign the papers. Let me tell you where God was signing the papers. When Christ was on the cross, dying for you and I, that was God putting his seal on the signatures to adopt you legally. And that's the reason why the Bible says he has redeemed us through Christ. When Christ was on that cross, every one of us born of a woman, born of a woman under the law. Let me tell you what happened. True Christ. The Bible says to think that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Let me tell you what God was doing. Christ was on the cross on behalf of God. Through his blood, God was signing the documents for your adoption. For your adoption to say that, hey, although her name can be Cynthia, but she's a child of God. Although her name can be whatever your name would be, but yes, she's a child of God. That's the reason why. Listen, if it is like that right now, I'm going to say something very powerful. Heaven also sees it that way. That's why you cannot afford to see yourself less than what heaven sees. Because listen, if God purchases a thing, no devil in hell can take anything except if you walk out of it except if you walk out of it that's what the bible says look at what it says in verse 4 according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love we should be holy and without blame child of god some of us Thank you, Lord. Some of us, we don't even know how we found ourselves in the adoption home. Something happened. Uh, whether you something happened to the whatever it is. But God says, listen, when I purchased the sons, I made sure that because listen, there are times when as children, some of them I say, maybe I'm the reason why mommy is this or daddy left, or I'm the reason why is that. Listen, it's quite unfortunate, but as a pastor, I've seen a lot of things. Yesterday I was reading a story how that I think it was on News 24, a particular son. He's, I think he studied law. I'm not sure now, but I saw it on News 24. A particular son is joining his mom to sue against his dad because the mom catered for everything. The dad never paid any uh, money for upkeeps and all of that. Then I think he rose, he's not educated, and he's joining his mom to form a legal battle against the dad. But the truth about it is God is not like that. As a matter of fact, and that's why some children will feel maybe, oh, they are the ones um, responsible for one thing and all of the other that might have happened. The Bible says, according to what we just read in verse 4 here, he said he has chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame. Without blame. Without blame. What does that mean? That means, child of God, whatever it is, your past, your whatever it is, God says, when I adopt a child, I don't play the blame game. I hope you can hear me. When I called you to be my own, I don't play the blame game. So whether it was something true, that something happened, that something, God is not interested. The Bible says according to four, according to him, he has chosen us even before the foundations of the world. That's the reason why nobody in hell can go to God to report any of his sons. It is too late for that. I just said something powerful right now. No, no, no. Thing is that's why the Bible says, What shall separate us? He's talking about the sons of God. What shall separate us from the love of God? The Bible says, In all those things, we are more 
than conquerors. That's why child of God come to an updated knowledge about who you are. There are times when you read the word so that you can, yes, maybe preach a sermon and all of that, but I tell you, that is not even going to go far. The best way to read the word is to study the word to know who you are, to understand that call. When the Bible says in verse 4, he said that we should be holy and without blame in, before him in love. Now look at verse 5. He says, and I've predestinated us. He has predestinated. What does predestination mean? That means God has said to the God. Predestination is how would I explain this? Predestination means like in the nearest of the whatever future it would be, it is forever settled in heaven. That's what the Bible says: "Forever, O Lord, and Thy word settled. Forever, O Lord, and Thy word settled." What did verse five say? He says, "Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children." By Christ Jesus towards himself. Did you see that? So now you understand what I was saying that when Christ was on the cross, it, listen, it was God was God was giving birth on the cross without a womb. <laughs> oh God. God was listen, that's all the cross was about. That's why I said God pulled the first one, and that's why the wisdom of God, glory to God, the wisdom of God. Let me tell you one of the things God did. There were a lot of things that was done on the cross. First things first, God needed to, to reproduce without a womb. Without a womb. Through Christ, God could reproduce, and this time around, he did not need a womb. That's one. Secondly, it did not matter which background you were going to come from. All of that did not matter. Because according to the promise he gave to Abraham, God says, if you can number the stars, if you can count the stars in the sky, if you can count them, that is the way your descendants would be. And what do you think God was trying to talk about? And do you think he was talking about the womb of Sarah? No! Listen, the goal of God from the onset was to give birth without the womb. <laughs> That's why he waited for Sarah's womb when it was on the point where there was no point of recovery. So that no womb can boast that I'm the one responsible for the sons of God. No womb today can say, I am the reason why you can be this in God. I am the reason why you can be that in God. Am I playing down the role of a pastor? No. Am I playing down the role of great preachers of the word? No. But I tell you the truth, I would rather us all come to that understanding that listen, there is more within the body of Christ. There is more. We are too gifted to remain on this level. And the more we cause, the more we start coming out of this shell, this shell, this shell of thinking, oh, I'm just that timid, I'm just that shy, I'm just that. Listen, there are certain things that the body of Christ is meant to come up to. If the sons of God do not wake up, it will still look like a prophecy. It will still look as though, oh, God said it, God said it, God said it. The last thing I'm going to preach next week, I call it the manifestation of sons. That's the last thing I'm going to round up. I might as well let it out. There are certain things that will be shared in that in that teaching that you would never have heard anywhere before because the truth about it is if we do not understand who we are we are going to make it look as if um, the devil is just taking the sons of god for a ride first things first let's 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 call let's make the how do they how do, how do, how do they put all this let's make the matter straight or how do they call it let's set the record straight we are the sons of god first before being members of church we are the sons of god first before being pastors we are the sons of God first before being worship leaders. We are the children of God first 
before being anything. The reason why we always, we, we've learned to major on the minor and minor on the major. If you have an understanding that you are first a child of God, listen, the way you preach will be different. Not because you are, you're not trying to do anything because you want to get any accolades or you want to do anything. The way you even address sickness will be different. The way you talk, the way you address the devil as well will be different. Have you seen people who, it's more like they're trying to manage the adversary. God has not called any one of us to manage uh, uh, all those things that the devil tried to throw us at anybody. That's why, listen, there are certain terminologies that some of us will start preaching with. Start preaching, or uh, the way we will start preaching is to make sure that people wake up from that sleeping, sleeping um, um, way. Sleeping ways of doing things. Look at one of the things he said here. Verse 5. Having predestinated us. When did he predestinate us? He said, unto, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus. That means the moment Jesus was on the cross. The moment he went to that cross, he came out of that grave. The Bible said, God predestinated all of us children. Every one of them. Plus the one that would give his heart to Christ tomorrow. One one. I have told you what was predestination means. Sealed. It is forever settled. So it would not be such that, listen, listen to me, listen to me. If you don't have the best example in the world, look at Christ. Because it will be impossible. Listen, when God adopts children, it is such that God makes sure that no child is different from the other. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word 